are listening to Joygasm, where we chat about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Ross, Xbox Live Toaster360. He is my stupendous sibling, Steve, Xbox Live Stevevich. And we can't believe we made it to episode 100 today, December 15th, 2018. We are going to forego gaming news and movie news. We will have this week in gaming and movie anniversaries. However, oh my goodness, the wife has crashed the studio and she has what appears to be a very festive cake. Oh my goodness. And it actually has 100. It says 100 on it. And she's causing uh, she's the smoke alarms to go alarm off. Okay. <laughs> and the bells and whistles. Yeah, it does smell heavily like smoke. It's okay. Uh, well, it wouldn't be a proper 100th episode celebration without smoke alarms going off. You know, they work, Russ. Good thing, too. That was a good test. <laughs> You don't have to change the batteries just yet. <laughs> Not yet. No, that's a very good thing. Actually, I'm glad I'm wearing headphones uh, while we record because I, I, I feel like it's taking the edge off of the beepage. Yeah, everybody else is going to have to put up with that except for us. It's not that loud. <laughs> it's like earmuffs and headphones. It's a dual purpose accessory of sorts, but hopefully uh, it'll be able to, I don't know, do we, do we have a fan in here? I don't even know if we have a fan in here. We'll take a look. I'll we'll have to uh, exhale a bunch. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. We're... we're I, th- I think we're almost back to normal. Let me see. Would, would you mind closing the, the, the studio door there, Steve? So ah, can... It does smell like smoke in here. It does, but it smells like festive smoke, which, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's a good thing as opposed to the, I'm not exactly sure what kind of smoke it is, but uh, it may be a problem. But this, this is definitely very, very nice. Uh, I wish that we could show you what Steve is doing right now. I mean, he's, he's actually... He's opening, closing the studio door to try and get some airflow. That's just how we roll around here. But what a nice gesture. I didn't even know she was going to do that. Nothing like on the spot showmanship. I know. Yeah. I wonder what flavor of cake it is. Now I'm all curious to go down there and check out the cake. But that's awesome. That's. Did you get a picture of her? I got a selfie with, uh, yeah, I sure did. Let's see how that came out. Really she see. had like these epic sparkler looking uh, numerical 100s. Uh, do you have it there? Bam. Oh, how nice. Yeah. And there's so much sparkly goodness. You can't even make out the number 100 on the cake. <laughs> uh. Oh, well, that's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Love you. Love you. If you can hear me. Anyway. Yeah. I don't think she can hear you. I don't think she can either. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to be going through that little thingy there uh, with Steve uh, doing the game and movie anniversaries, which would be very nice, shortly after our Howdy Duty time. And then, of course, our topic of the day is, in case you couldn't tell already, celebrating our 100th episode, which you can fast forward to if you look at the timestamp located uh, in the description below. That's correct. In this episode's detail section of iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Otherwise, you could just keep on listening. Steve, what is new with you this fine day? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, 
Allergies are kicking my butt, Russ. They are. They you, are. You've man. got kind of the sexy Marlboro man thing going yep, on there. Yep. No, ever since November hit, it's uh, I've been going. They, they, my allergies have been having mood swings where I'm horrible, and then I'm great, and then I'm horrible, and it's like up and down, up and down, up and down. I still feel an injury like throughout. And I have to explain to people I'm not sick. Like it's okay. I'm not sick. I feel good. <laughs> I just sound terrible. I just sound like I'm dying, but I'm not. And uh, so this is one of those days, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a gamble. Come on the show today, Russ, because you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to be. <laughs> he might be just absolutely on Prozac positivity heaven, and then uh, the next little snippet, he might actually be <laughs> negative Nancy. You never know. I'm dying. <laughs> Bring me some chocolate. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I remember I told you I, I rented Dunkirk. You rented Dunkirk. Yes, I remember Netflix. you saying that. And uh, watched it with uh, dear old dad. Dear old dad. And I, I uh, enjoyed it immensely more watching it at home than I did in the theater. I'm telling you much. Wait, we watched that in IMAX. We did watch it in IMAX. And you're telling me that you had a better experience yes. watching it at home. Yes, I mm. did. I watched it on Blu-ray. And uh, the sound was better. The picture's better. We need to get you 4K because you have a 4K TV. You need to get yourself a 4K player there. Yeah, no. I know. I know. Well, Netflix doesn't even like rent 4K yet, so it's kind of a waste. I know I've asked you this multiple times. I'm going to ask you again, Steve. What? Do you have the ability to use Netflix on Xbox Live? Yes. So you you can like stream stuff. Yes. I have heard that they're beginning to roll out the 4K version of stuff. Eh, they might be. Um, I, I think you might have to pay extra for that when mm-hmm. you stream, if I'm not mistaken. you Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. But um, the Netflix that I've seen streaming, it, it's like high def, but I mean, it doesn't look extraordinary. 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 But I, but I, I really did enjoy that movie a lot more the second time I watched it than the first time. Um, the sound, of course, is a lot cleaner. Um, the picture is clearer. I had a have more of an appreciation for the cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I just I I really enjoyed watching it too. I I, I really did. Plus, dear old dad uh, had he uh, had not seen it. yet. He had not seen it yet, but he was getting uh, peer reviews for people saying that it was not so good. So he watched it. And he's like, yeah, this was that was great, Steve. I was, it's great. Enjoy watching that with you. I'm like, I could totally see that. Dunkirk is the kind of movie that I could totally see Dad digging. Yeah. Well, man, I tell you, the, when I first got it, I threw it in 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 my Xbox because I wanted to hear the dogfight scene. Oh yeah, oh, it sounds amazing. You got some new speakers to oh. break in there. Um, and that was the right when, when they were going to beds and they're out visiting, of course, and they were going to bed. I'm like, I have to hear this. I have to hear it. It was about 10 o'clock at night. Turn it way up. It was amazing. So awesome. Was it now? But let's see. Other than that, um, of course, after, uh, watching the game awards, I had to play me some God of War and spider pie Mm -hmm. PS4 style. Enjoying that new PS4 of yours. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I Spider-Man, very fun. 
Very fun. Mm-hmm. I love swinging through the city. I don't care how long it takes me to get from I told point you A to that point B. Well, you had t- like had a taste, a little tasty taste. Had a morsel. Yes. A little hors d'oeuvre of that early on. So you were already uh, familiar with that. I do enjoy the relationship between Dr. Octavius and Peter Parker. Uh-huh. Very, very much so. It's interesting because some of the characters don't look very detailed, but their expressions and their faces look detailed in a way. Like Peter Parker looks amazing, but some of the other characters... They only look so-so, then they start using these facial expressions. I'm like, oh, well, that looks pretty good. I think it depends on who it is. There are certain characters yeah. that definitely get more screen time, so to speak, than yeah. some of the other characters. And, of course, as a result, you have more TLC placed into them. Yeah. But I'm very much looking forward to seeing your reaction to that game because as you play through the story, it's just it's such a great story. Yeah. So far, so good. I, I, I like coming home and play it. I've had to force myself to put Red Dead Redemption on the wall or on the shelf, I should say. Sure. Yeah, stick, lick and stick. There we go. <laughs> uh, so I was came, I came on playing Spider Man. One thing I, that's grinding my ghoulies is that you have like the bigger, thuggier kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Those guys waste off like as much health off your life as like a dude with a rocket launcher. I'm like, come on, they, come on. They are. Uh, they they know how to to leverage their girth in such a way that causes you lots of pain. Yeah, really. Very much so. Um, God of War, on the other hand, I don't know. It's, it's... How far along are you in God of War? 15%. 15%. Okay, so you have gone through, like, the superhero battle with a, a certain character. Yes. At the beginning, when yes. he decides to come up to your house, your, yes. your little cabin in yes. the snowy woods. Right. I think I have to watch uh, the, some YouTube videos for God of War. One to understand why he's why Kratos is so like tough, lovey against his kick. He's like, boy, don't do that. And, like he's, he's he's like he sounds like he's one step away from backhanding his son like every minute in the game. I'm like, dude, and you, and you see him like wanting to put his hand on him, like you know when they're watching the for looking out towards the forest and they're hunting and whatever. Uh-huh, sure. So I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. You know, he cares for his kid, but like, what brought him to point A to point B of having the like literally? I gotta say that with your voice being all raspy the way it is, you, you were a pretty decent sounding Kratos just now. Thank you, very much. But you gotta remember too, he is the god of war. And, and the whole idea behind the, the God of War series is that he, I th- believe, is a Greek god. Probably. He, he kind of comes from that Spartan world of sorts. And I have not played any of the previous God of War titles. This was the first God of War title I played. I've always wanted to play them just because watching friends play at their houses, I was very much impressed with the, the cinematic approach to things. And just the the epic scale and scope of just what was going on. So I was very much looking forward to playing this this particular title. And you will learn why he is living in the place he's living and, and actually find out where he's living at the place he's living. It's actually one of my favorite parts of the story. So far... <coughs> see? Uh, see? See? <laughs> so far, um, one... I, I, I'm, I can, I can, it, it looks very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting my butt handed to me throughout the game. You're gluteus maximus. And one thing that I can't stand because it reminds me of you. Oh, well, thank you. I think is 
is that as soon so your true feelings come out on the hundredth <laughs> yeah. episode. I see how it is. Right. If you don't have honesty, Ross, what do you have? I, that's, you know, you have a point. You have <laughs> so a point there. When I am dying, when I have like a heartbeat of life left, mm-hmm. my kid is screaming at me how horribly I'm doing, and then continues to yell at me as I lie there breathless on on the stone or the snow or the ice or wherever I'm lying. He's like, "Dad, you're dying. Dad, you're doing horribly. Dad, you're dead already." I'm like, "Oh." Welcome to the world of being a parent, Steve. Those of us who are parents are very much used to the ridicule of a offspring. I'm like every, I'm like there has to be a way and options to turn that off. Like it's to me, I'm like oh, so I'm I'm done. <laughs> it reminds me of you because oftentimes when when I would play a game, like for example, the one that comes closest to memory mm-hmm. is Metal Gear Revengeance. Okay, you know the dude with the, the he's not. Uh, He's not the main. He's not the I enjoyed usual that character. Game. Yeah, Xbox 360. It's not Solid Snake, but it's it's another. Deal, yeah, it was right? a, it was a very cool take on the Metal Gear franchise. Uh, yes, you had the sword that cut through buildings and such. Yeah, that was awesome. We had yeah. to play that again. That was uh, fun. It was actually you got a picture of a dude at Comic Con that looked yes. like incredible costume, like phenomenal. Yep. Wow. Yep. Anyway, post that one on Instagram there, Russ. I have it on my personal Instagram, but yeah, I'll post it to the Joygasm anyway, Instagram. Give that dude some love. Anyway. So I remember battling the bosses mm-hmm. and then not just this game, but it's other games too. Sure. And I'm getting my glutes reshaped <laughs> and I'm getting heated because this it's is about tiny. This is about the 23rd time that I've died in a row mm. and you lots go, of perishing. You'll, you'll be next to me on the couch and you'll go, Oh, Steve, you know what you should do? And I'm heavily focused. I'm like, what, Russ? You're like, oh, you should. And then you look at the screen. You're like, oh, you died already? I'm like, yes, Russ. So you're, you're comparing me to Atreus in this game. Yes, I am. That's a, that's a bit of a stretch there, Steve. That's nah, a, bit, a bit of a stretch. Not from my eyes. I mean, I suppose I could kind of make it work in the sense that Kratos is bald. You're bald. Kratos has an awesome beard. You have a not so awesome beard. And I'm kind of a strawberry blonde. And you Atreus like to- is a strawberry blonde. I like bow and arrow games. There you go. I, about I mean, I, I, if I really do a stretch, I could get there. I could, I could kind of sort of get there of sorts. I want to give you a tip. Speaking of tips, Steve, it is absolutely important that you make sure you uh, cherish and nourish that little relationship of Atreus because Atreus will help you out considerably in future battles in that game. So don't skimp on upgrading and leveling up. Well, lovely little Atreus. He was my first upgrade. I'm proud of you. Proud of you, Steve. Yeah. Although... The sound that they use for the axe when you like you're switching it from hand to hand, it's very satisfying. Isn't satisfying, it? very accurate, very wood, woody, very mahogany. Mm. You know, <laughs> very mahogany. <laughs> if it definitely has the sound of like some sort of huge manly man muscle hand grabbing the the, the axe. But when you meet that first dude and he's like, oh, hey, you know, this is like in the beginning of the game when you first start your journey. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I can upgrade that axe for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. And then Kratos is like, whatever. 
give me my axe. Mm-hmm. And then, and like, dude, you just like totally upgraded your weapon for no cost. See, Can't you be a little bit more thankful? You have to get into the mind of Kratos. But I do think that you're right. I do think that it would probably do you a world of good to just, if for nothing else, look online at what the story has been for the last several titles. And that will probably help give you an idea. I mean, just just off of off the cuff of what we've been talking about right now, um, if you were to look at the movie 300 mm-hmm. and uh, the main king of the Spartans, what was his name? Like Leonidas? Leonidas. Leonidas. I was going to say Lioness. <laughs> Lino from, <laughs> from Thundercats. Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Uh, but yeah, you know, he had a certain type of ferocity, a certain, I mean, he would definitely believed in his people, that sort of thing. But there was also a very hostile callousness to his character when he was talking to other characters, that sort of thing. I mean, he didn't have a lot of patience uh, with different uh, characters. He was more loving toward his son, but at the same time, his wife was also still alive. If you uh, remember in the beginning of this game, wife has died. There's a lot of grieving and mourning and processing and and reflection going on there. Yeah, there is. But not to mention the fact that when you're the god of war, Steve, it's not like you're the god of comfort. Well, the true. god of Krispy Kremes, you are not. Not not paid by Krispy Kreme. So not endorsed by no. Krispy Kreme. No, no. Far from it. Uh-uh. No. Nothing bad about Krispy Kreme, by the way. I love some I love me some Krispy Kremes. I haven't had Krispy Kreme in a long time. Long time. I think we should well, be making a trip to Krispy Kreme after this day. Your metabolism has slowed down a bit, Russ. So that's my uh, I'm it, has. it has indeed. Indeed. So enough about me. Oh, I did get some more movies on for Netflix, so I'll have a full report for you next time. Oh, good. Excellent. Enough about me, though, Russ. What about you? So this day marks my little holiday vacation of sorts. It's not like I'm actually going anywhere. It's, it's, a, it's a holiday staycation, but I'm perfectly fine with that because it means I get to spend some time with the family. I get to go catch up on our movie watching, which we have an absolute a ton of movies at the theater right now that we need to go check out. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. I have been just absolutely... You haven't even watched Wreck-It Ralph yet, have you? No! I'm way behind. I haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph. I haven't seen the new Mary Poppins flick. I don't know what people have been saying about it. Bohemian Rhapsody is another one we haven't Mm -hmm. seen yet. Um, What else? Oh, the new Spider-Man movie that just came out, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Definitely need to check that out. We'll probably do some sort of uh, review on Joygasm on, on that particular film. I, for one, I don't know if you've seen many trailers for that, but I am pumped to see oh, that. By the way, in the Spider-Man game, towards the beginning, uh-huh. when you see Stan Lee yeah. in his voice, yeah, kind of got to me a little bit. Yeah, I got a little choked up, a little misty-eyed. A little bit. Stan the man. Mm-hmm. Love Continue. You Stan. There you go. Yeah. When it comes to gaming, though, I have been just really been dedicating my time to RDR2. I, I really, especially because next week we're going to be doing our 2018 Joygasm Game Awards for uh, our favorite games and movies of the year. And I just, I really feel it necessary to try and get through the main story of RDR. So this is, this whole timing is working out really nicely with, with taking some time off from work to be able to really focus on the game. And I don't want to like just give it any spoilers away just because I'm in chapter four. I made it to chapter five and there are certain events that have transpired at the end of chapter four that caused me to be very grateful that I did in fact turn my autosave feature off 
because I have decided to place that particular save on the shelf, so to speak, and go back to my previous save of chapter four before I decided to move forward with the main story and finish up some of the things I wanted to do, not to mention the fact that there are certain major events that transpire that I could, I didn't think, I, I could not see happening at all. And all of a sudden I find myself in said situation. And so I'm like, you know what? There's some things I need to take care of before I decide to embark on this next chapter. And so I'm, uh, I'm doing that, and then I'm going to be blissfully moving forward with it in order to, to finish it. But that's pretty much what I've been playing. I really haven't been playing a whole lot else. I mean, I've really been focusing mostly on, on RDR2 as well as just trying to get kind of a, a game plan of sorts to be able to really have fun with watching a bunch of movies and playing some other games over the next two weeks. That's about all it's do with me, Steve. It's a lot uh, shorter than normal, but hey, you know, it's good to have a little bit of a variety of sorts when it comes to that. Normally, I have kind of a laundry list, don't I? A little bit. Yeah. Tend to kind of rant on for a while. Well, let's segue <laughs> into this week in gaming and movie anniversaries. Go ahead, Steve. Well, this is going to be a bit shorter than usual. Well, that's okay. Starting off with the movies, turning 20 as of December 11th, but back in 1998, Shakespeare in Love. Oh man, that was a big one. Back in the day, all especially all the ladies out there. Yeah, I, I remember I went on a date to see that one and kind of forgot who that was. Not important though. I gotta anyway. say, before you, before you move forward on that. I actually uh, didn't think it was that cool at the time, and then I watched it again later on, a couple of years later, and was really taken with the art direction. I thought the art direction of the, the film was actually pretty novel. Continue. Thank you for that, Russ. Turning 25 as of December 10th, back in 1993, Wayne's World! Wayne's World! Party time! But number two. Number two. That's the one, I think we saw that in the theater, actually. That was the one where the record producer's trying to take, take Wayne's girlfriend away. Yeah. Tia, Tia Carrere. And then she, all, she was in True Lies, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, Tia Carrere, yeah. Yeah. And um, they're trying to set up that rock concert. I forgot if Ozzy Osbourne was in that one or the previous one. Anyway. Well, and I can't remember, was that in Wayne's World 1 or Wayne's World 2? Why well, in Wayne's World 2, they're definitely trying to set up a rock concert. But um, yeah, I forgot what happened in Wayne's World 1. Anyway. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> so, moving on. Uh, turning 30 as of December 9th, back in 1988, Mississippi Burning. Never saw it. Neither did I. Gene Hackman's in it, though. And uh, William Defoe. Oh. You might like that one. I haven't seen Gene Hackman very often anymore. I think he's getting up there in age. Anyway. Not only that, but twins. Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito. That was a fun film. Turning 35 as of December 9th, back in 1983. Perfect time for Christmas. Christine, which is the uh, movie. It was uh, based on a Stephen King novel. Great Christmas movie. Oh. I don't know about that. Anyway. Scarface. Oh, Can't forget about Scarface. That's one of the all-time best right there. It's a good movie. That's out on Blu-ray, by the way. Anyway. You keep talking about Blu-ray. I think I, it's time you go to 4K. I don't think it's available on 4K, but a movie like that, not really, you know, 
worth getting on 4K because the that's footage true. is so bad. But anyway, uh, and then lastly, um, Silkwood. I never saw that one. Silkwood? Yes. Okay. Anyhow, now I have something to say about the game portion. Oh. So where I the the where I usually get this information is down. So I had to really scavenge the interwebs to find material for this. It's very dedicated of you, Steve. Yeah, I know. It is. Yes, you're right. But I only found two games to list, but they're two good games. Firstly, turning 25 from 1993 on December 10th, Doom. Oh, yes. A lot of the first-person shooters of today give credit to games like Doom, other games like Wolfenstein, whatever and oh, whatnot. Oh, their existence to that game. That's right. Secondly, December 9th, turning 30 from 1988, Ninja Gaiden. Oh, that's another classic. Ugh. Hasn't been a Ninja Gaiden in a while, but um, I played the one, uh, the latest one, and it was hard. Man, that game was hard. It was hard, Tosting. It's difficult. All right. Well, I've been looking forward to this, looking forward to this all week long. I say we just segue right into our 100th episode of the Topic of the Day. If your wifey brought the cake in right then and there, that'd be epic. <laughs> that would have been epic, wouldn't it? I imagine that's, that same song will be going through our ears or minds as <laughs> we're tasting the said cake. I wonder what kind it is. I, I hope it's ice cream cake. I hope it's chocolate. I love chocolate. Ooh, chocolate. Our topic of the day is celebrating our 100th episode. Oh, man. I cannot believe that we have made it this far. I... Uh, that was uh, disgusting. Thank you for that. <laughs> see? It's got a mind of its own, you know? <laughs> um, you see, Russ, you can't believe it. I can. Mm. I have faith. You have faith. I like the way you think. Did you like the way I gurgle, too? Uh, <laughs> No. <laughs> I never imagined that our passion project would come this far, honestly. I mean, when you think back as to how many episodes that is, we act, we had originally had started doing two episodes per week, and then we uh, pulled it back to just one episode per week. I thought we had three. No, I, I thought we had three like it was every other day. No, we, then- had, we had twice. We did it twice a week because there, there was quite a bit of news that was coming through, and then also we had a lot of stories we wanted to tell. But then we realized, man, that is a whole lot of work that we've got to do. And quite frankly, folks who are into listening to podcasts, I mean, we're not the only podcast that uh, they listen to, although hopefully we are their favorite. <laughs> but looking at that, it was just, it was a, 
wise decision to, to scale it back to just once a week. So that was my idea. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, over the past year and a half, check this out, Steve. I was looking at, Oh, I'm checking. I was looking at our roster of episodes. Mm -hmm. We have produced over 7,000 minutes of highly polished, unadulterated, saucy ear candy goodness. You know, that's uh, unaltered uh, is a good point there, Russ, because they're, you know, the only- I didn't say unaltered. I said unadulterated. Well, unadult- Good grief. Come on. Okay. Let's oh, wow. see if you can pronounce it. Go ahead, Steve. Unadulterated. <laughs> okay. Very good. Yeah, it's great, Russ. Like, you scrub it, but there's no like- I give it a good back scrub. Yeah, there you back scratch, too. Uh, good, good scraping. Clean Make sure I all, clean it behind the ears. Yeah, get all the uh, dead skin cells off. Anyway, but this is all one take. This is not interrupted by anything. This is now there is there is a fair amount of editing that goes through when you know. Oh, we we can get into that in a bit. No, don't you worry. We'll we'll cover that, Steve. I just had to say it because you. you but the, you, yeah, the format of our show is very much stream of consciousness. Uh, so as we go through various segments and that sort of thing, we like to be able to do this all in one take. And, and uh, luckily we're not, we don't have to do a lot of retakes of sorts, but there, there is a uh, noteworthy amount of editing that needs to be done when it comes to certain things that uh, get missaid, certain things we keep in just because I think it's fun to be able to showcase more of like the down to earth realism of just us as we, have certain stumbling blocks, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Anyway, the amount of work, I mean, it's, it, I'm glad that you actually said that though, because the, the amount of work behind those 7,000 plus minutes is crazy with researching production equipment, preparing weekly program schedules, coordinating guests to come onto the show, editing and mastering the audio, uploading them to all the channels and so forth. I mean, it, it is definitely um, a commitment of sorts, but it's been an exciting adventure that we uh, are grateful to all of our Joygasmer listeners for what, 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 are you, what are you motioning for, Steve? You, you got my earphones turned up way too loud, and all your S's are like piercing my ears. It, okay, let me, let me let me turn you down. Is, is that better, Steve? I'm just I'm really really my excited goodness. to be able to talk about this. Is, is that better? That's better. Is that better? That's better. Is that better? That's better. Okay. Anyway, it's been an ex um, an exciting adventure, and and we uh, I'm speaking for both of us, Steve. Oh, thank you for speaking for me. Are grateful. I'm not the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> you better be. <laughs> To all of our, our Joygasm listeners out there who have um, joined us along the way, we seriously couldn't um, have done this without you. And I was um, also looking at the list of countries uh, where our listeners are from. And I think it's, it's only appropriate, given our 100th episode, to look at them. I'm just going to go down the list here. Of course, it's no-brainer we have the United States. But we also have Japan... Germany, Canada, United Kingdom, Sweden, Australia, Brazil, France, Spain, Singapore, Israel, Lebanon, Russian Federation, Colombia, Austria, Ukraine, India, Ireland, Venezuela, Europe, Chile, Poland, Liberia, Paraguay, El Salvador, Netherlands, Belgium, United Arab Emirates, Argentina, Denmark, Georgia, Egypt, 
and Libya. 34 countries total have decided to listen to us and become part of the Joygasm family of listeners. I, I mean, that to me, that's what I mean by I, I seriously didn't think that we would be able to, to get this far as we have. And I think it's it's a it's both a humbling thing. And I know we've talked about this in the past where it's, it's a very humbling notion and a flattering notion to have so many different people from so many different places in this world of ours um, join us and listen to us on a weekly basis. What, what does that mean to you? It means we got to start buying some plane tickets. Absolutely. I like the way you think. Look at this guy over here. Yeah. I want FaceTime. You see, Russ? I'm all about. <laughs> the S's got to you, Steve. The R that you just did with my name. I think it kind of ping-ponged the echo back and forth between my cranium. Continue! I'm all about face-to-face. I'm all about the relationship. Meeting people, you know? It's one thing for them to hear us. But I want to hear from them, too. You are very right. I want to meet them. I want to say, Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the family, you know? Absolutely. Thank you for listening to me and you. Especially when our voices sound like this. <laughs> They'll probably keep you at arm's length when yeah. you sound like Yeah, that. they're going to like hold me. <laughs> <laughs> Straight arm, you know, so I'm going to be like, hey, give me a hug. Yeah, <laughs> give me a hug. <laughs> give me a hug. You know you want to. Come on. But I, I, th- I think that you touch on something that's very much a good idea, where when we move forward with this program, it would be awesome for us to be able to take some trips, be able to go to these different places, perhaps um, participate in some of the, the conventions that they have going on right. there. I don't know if they have podcast conventions or if they have, I mean, I'm, I know for a fact that the, the comic cons are really starting to be properly represented in all different corners of the, of the world here. And I think it'd be fun to be able to perhaps join up and uh, be able to say hi to all these different folks. Maybe hang out, play a game or two, we'll watch a movie. You know, what we do like on this program. Maybe I'll join their clan on Clash of Clans or something. Oh, that'd be fun. There you go. That'd or they all introduce us to some games that we haven't played before. So to mark this occasion of um, having the 100th, 100th episode. Yeah, whatever, Steve. Anyway. <laughs> no, I thought you were done. Are you? Are you no, I thought others? you were on a comment. Oh, no. I'm, I'm no, just, I would never comment on that. Continue. I, I okay, think yeah, okay. that you hit the nail on the head and <laughs> I was ready to move forward. But you would go. you like to say anything else, Steve? No. Oh. Go, go ahead. To mark this special occasion, we thought it would be fun for us to reflect by peeking behind the scenes of the show, so to speak. And I thought it'd be fun to just look back at um, the origin story of how Joygasm came into existence. So I can say for me, I first started thinking about having some sort of podcast show back in 2016. And it's... You know, I began I began finding out about how everyday folks like you and me were having fun producing their own content and publishing them as podcasts or videos on YouTube or iTunes, Google Play, whatever. And I remember just just looking at this like thinking to myself, man, like this this is something that could actually become a reality for you and I. Just because based on 
something that we already love to do. We already love to play games. We already love to watch movies and we love to talk about it. We lo- and, and I think that was one of the biggest things about it was like, okay, how can we do this in such a way that allows it to be an outlet of sorts for us, but do so in a presentation fashion, have a program of sorts. And I remember us being, this wasn't 2016. We were kind of more into the beginning of 2017. I began to talk to you about it in my my backyard. And we started to really talk about, Hey, you know, what, what would you think if we were to get into this, if we were to, make a a long-term commitment to having a show that centers around the, these main themes. And you were very much interested right away. I mean, I, I remember like there, you didn't have any kind of concerns or bulking of sorts at it. I mean, you were definitely on board to want to be a part of this. Well, this is true. Well, I think it started because your, uh, your little girl, was watching random like you know child programs on YouTube, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> some of them are very well done. Some are you know kind of amateur, but it doesn't matter. They're still entertaining. And I looked at you, slapped you, <laughs> and uh, I said, "Hey, you know you've been you've been rendering stuff for quite a long time. You know all the way through high school and college, and you, you know one maybe two things about it." And I thought, hey, maybe you should, you know, figure something out, tell a story, put it on YouTube. You know, you might uh, might be hitting on something, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I was I was pushing you, just because I love to push you. And <laughs> You then, love to push me regardless. Yeah, so it was actually more you focused than me focused. But then I, I forgot what movie was coming out at that time, but we were like, oh, man. We love talking about this stuff. And we love talking about games. We talk about movies and games for hours. And then when we would talk to our friends, it would be like this whole fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be entertaining. When, of course, you know, we'd make a bunch of sound effects and we kind of have our own sense of humor in a, in a sense. And um, But it would be infectious. Like, you know, once we started, you know, doing these imitations and, and expressions and sound effects and, you know, branch off and other stories relating to the movie or the game or whatever, it would, it would bring a bunch of people in and everyone just would have this fun conversation. Yeah. So I thought, you know, why don't we just uh, pick up where we leave off there and uh, spread it out a, a bunch and, and and increase the size of the conversation. Absolutely. And I think that we had an epiphany about this too, where... There are many, many, many people who are into this pop culture thing like you and I are. And as a result, all the personalities bear a lot of commonalities. There are a lot of of similar styles of humor and interest levels. And in some cases, um, there are certain fans out there of various TV shows, movies, or games that are just massive diehard fans that are far greater than you and I. And I think that that's a truly wonderful thing to be able to tap into, be able to build that community. And like, like you said earlier, be able to hopefully one day be able to actually meet some of these people and just enjoy participating and doing things that we love to do. There's some of these, these wonderful geek activities of sorts, but yeah, you touched upon something too, about how when I was considering talking to you about, doing this show, I began to wonder, okay, what exactly can I bring in terms of the production value of this show? Because I didn't want us to do something that was uh, just kind of average or run of the mill or what have you. Like I, I really wanted to have something that was high production value 
and was able to leverage my knowledge of swords. And what I'm, what I'm getting to about this is just um, my background is that I worked in the, the gaming and tech industries um, and I wore many creative hats, including UI design, motion graphics, video production and creative direction. However, I never did a podcast. So it was kind of this, this um, funny situation of sorts where we didn't really know what we were doing, but yet we did. It's like like the, the technical side of things and the artistic side of things. Like I, I definitely have um, um, a considerable amount of, of, of industry experience in, but when it came to actually running a show and doing all this kind of stuff, I mean, it was very much kind of a, a discovery um, on an ongoing basis of sorts, just to go, okay, so we can do this, we can do that. And, you know, we, we made changes along the way and we evolved as a show. And it was crazy to, to listen back to the first episode of Joygasm versus where we are today and just seeing how much more streamlined, how much more smooth, how much more organized our approach to the program is. And of course, I mean, just, just looking back I mean, to give, to give you listeners an idea, I know that we've talked a little bit here and there about, um, my, my career, but the places that I've worked, I've, I figured this, this would be a good opportunity to kind of explain a bit about this. Um, I've worked for companies like Maxis, EA games, visual concepts, screen life games, 3g studios, 2k games, gearbox software, and uh, the games I've worked on are The Sims 2, The Sims Bustin' Out, The Herb, Sims in the City, Battlefield 1942, Tiger Woods Golf, Spider-Man DVD Blast, Survivor DVD Blast, American Idol Seen It DVD, uh, Austin Powers DVD Blast, and uh, Borderlands 2. And so there, there's a um, quite a bit in there, including mobile games uh, like The Deep, Bloodlines, and uh, Zombie, but... Um, looking at all of that and looking at the various types of, of creative hats I had to wear, it all revolved around production. It all revolved around creating different types of, uh, game trailers or marketing art or in-game assets, that sort of thing. And so I thought to myself, man, like th this is such a, a terrific industry. It'd be fun to have some kind of passion project that we can build towards where we can just geek out about this stuff um, outside of, of what we typically play or, or watch or whatever. So that combined, of course, with you and I, Steve, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's also nice to talk about our history of playing games and watching movies together, which we've done, um, on several episodes throughout the, this, this past year and a half. And I think that, that that kind of combination of sorts made it as an opportunity for us to be able to kind of throw ourselves into it and to see, okay, let's see you know, what we come up with. Let's see how this goes. Well, okay. <laughs> part two Gosh, of yeah, the flummage right. dying. Um, I think it's also important to mention that um, you and I both have different perspectives on stuff too. Absolutely. Where you're more, <clears throat> I'm going to spit on you. You're more of like the cheerleader geek guy. And I'm more of the. Are you saying I have nice legs, Steve? With a bit of hair on them. Uh, yeah, they're not bad, Russ, actually. Well, to be honest well, with you, well, not bad. Why, thank you. I'm more of the down-to-earth, don't know much about the 
nitty gritty production style. All I'm looking at is what I like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like bring up some stuff to you that you may not see or have thought about. And so in a sense, it kind of balances you and you, you balance me, Russ. <laughs> I'm not going to say complete me, but you balance That's me. okay. And I balance That's you. That's quite okay. And I think partially maybe our listeners enjoy that because some people might agree more with you. Some people might agree more with me. And um, it's not just a, like a one-sided perspective. Sure. And uh, yeah, I, I think, th- and that's true. I mean, it, it's growing up, we have always had uh, kind of that, that dynamic in place where you have typically been a bit more critical and you'll look at certain things that um, perhaps I g- either give a pass to or whatnot. And I, and I think that that's a very good thing to have, especially when we're reviewing something just because I, I think it's important that there is kind of the, the joy side of things where it's like, hey, yeah, there's this, there's this new thing that's out, that sort of thing. And I also think, too, that when we have you looking at, like, say, a movie or a game of sorts, I think it's important for folks to be able to look at it because there are certain opinions out there that, that will side with you and they'll be very much like, well, there's this or there's that and that sort of thing. So yeah, there, there is a balancing of sorts, but I, I think what's, what's most important though is our camaraderie. I think that that's what makes the kind of the secret sauce sort of, of sorts with joygasm is having that that history with you where we've been able to have a lot of fun experiences playing these games, watching these movies, having those side comments, going through and being able to, to generate those memories together, and then being able to leverage that moving forward into this show. I think um, that is very, very much a, a bonus. I think partially, like, you know, hearing from your your background from where you came from and my background, which I've, I've only touched on a couple, but I'm, I come from like the marketing and sales side mm-hmm. of which you have to be more critical because you're, you're, you're analyzing what's happening to try and tell a story. But if you can't, if, you, if you're waxing a piece of turd, for example, that's still at the end of the day. That's, you come know, from more of a business side of things. Exactly. But I think that's why I come at that. Sometimes I'm more critical than you are when approaching you know, a venue like the the Game Awards or E3 or looking at a movie from a different perspective or a game from a different perspective. Like you, you might be going, oh, wasn't that cool? Wasn't that awesome? Like, you know, I'm kind of reading through it a different way than, than you are. Mm-hmm. I would also like to um, take the opportunity to be able to talk about what goes into each episode because oftentimes you'll hear us talk about how, oh, it takes a lot of work to be able to do this, to be able to, to have this show running and that sort of thing. And I thought it would be a fun opportunity to be able to talk about this. So I mentioned this earlier and I'd like to drill down a bit further. When I mentioned that there's um, the researching of production equipment, that is... Um, pretty involved in terms of looking up, okay, what kind of microphones do we want to use? And what was interesting about when we first started the show was that we had literally just a Yeti. It was a Yeti microphone that was um, a two-way of sorts where you could have two people on either side of it talking into it, and it was USB. You could plug it into your, your laptop or what have you. 
And that was kind of our starting point. That was, that was where we were trying to, to dip our toe into the podcasting waters of sorts. Didn't we have to borrow it? Also? We did. We didn't even yeah. own it. We were borrowing it. And so looking at that, um, that was um, just our way to kind of jump in. And then it allowed me to, to look at more research and find out, okay, what are we, what, how do we want our voices to sound? And what's crazy is, is that I come from a more visual side of things. I do dabble in audio to a certain extent, but I am um, not a dedicated sound designer. However, I am fortunate in the sense that I do have friends that are sound designers that do this for a living. And so they were gracious enough to be able to kind of point me in the right direction as to like, well, you know, if you, if you're looking for preamps, so this is, these are some of the ones you might want to look at. They were kind enough to actually bring over several different types of microphones and look at that and go, okay, well you want this. If you, if you use this one, that's going to cause your voice to have certain um, bright spots versus this one. That'll give you more of a deeper sound, that sort of thing. And so looking at that versus like, you know, Oh, now you're going to need your ex your, 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 your microphone cables. You're going to need, um, different types of audio programs. And again, I use audio programs in a much different fashion, maybe not much different, but it, but it definitely, I used it more to edit audio into various cinematics and videos and stuff, but not necessarily generating my own type of audio. So looking at that and then, you know, researching up, um, just what else we can use in terms of sound effects, looking at different types of cameras, because ideally, and this has always been our long, long-term goal is we want to be able to go to video and we've mentioned this multiple times in previous episodes, but <laughs> it's um, going to be May. Oh, <laughs> eh, it's going to be June. Well, in ah, August. And that's, that is the reality of this type of gig is nothing ever happens as quickly as you want it to happen. You have a lot of lofty goals. You will have setbacks. It's kind of just a part of life. Yeah, um, like life as a whole. Yeah. It's, it's amazing <laughs> how that happens. Funny. I plan to be uh, a billionaire by now. But, I, uh, <laughs> I only have a couple thousand bucks. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember if it was Benjamin Franklin or Albert Einstein. One of those guys was talking about how um, you will encounter, I think it was like either 98% or 98 or yeah, 98% or 99% failure and then one or 2% success. But it's that one or 2% success that really all of a sudden, you know, you try things and they fail. You try things and they fail. You have setbacks. You have people telling you it's not going to work, that sort of thing. And then suddenly you have something that is just absolutely magical and it does work. And all those no's and closed doors and whatnot, suddenly you look back at just the, the, the sheer amount of work that went into it just to get this one yes. And I think that that's, that's a truly special thing. And you see that. You see lots of stories about this all the time. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I had, oh, ah. My throat decided to get off a clamp. Ah. Now, in addition to researching production equipment, and again, this was not like a one-time thing where, okay, we have our stuff and now we're done. I mean, this is an, a, a weekly reoccurrence of sorts where I have to go through and do this. In addition to that, preparing weekly program schedules. I'm on the, the, the horn with Steve having to talk about what it is that we're going to be talking about, what our topic of the day is going to be for each given week. And, you know, scouring the net to see just what kind of the latest developments are and put that into a somewhat uh, cohesive and cognitive 
manner and um, of course coordinating guests to come onto the show. That's another big thing too. That And moving forward, we definitely would like to have more guests come on the show from the gaming industry, as well as possibly getting folks from the movie industry coming in and being able to talk about their craft and talk about the, you know, their industry experience on various movies and that sort of thing. But you have to really put yourself out there. You have to be able to introduce yourself to these people, network out. You have to deal with their schedules because they are very busy people. You have to, um, put in the the tenacity of sorts and have that gumption to be able to corral them onto the show. And, and, and again, when you don't have a team of people who can do this stuff for you, you know, that can be a, a pretty involved process. Now, of course, editing and mastering the audio, that's another big thing where we take the raw footage and we want to make ourselves sound as awesome as possible. And of course that, you know, involves being able to go into programs such as, um, Adobe audition and, or pro tools. I know there are a lot of pro tool fans out there, but being able to have presence with your voice, as opposed to having no presence whatsoever, there is a distinct difference when you put the time into making sure that, that you have, um, a show that, that does, just put that velvety goodness around everyone's ears. It's very important indeed. Would so, you agree, Steve? I would agree, especially when I have allergies. Now, when the, everything is done and being edited and mastered, it's also um, not considered done. Then comes the time-consuming portion of publishing each episode online, and you have to go through the different channels, whether it's on iTunes or Google Play or it's on YouTube or... You know, if you're using Spotify or Twitch, you have to write up all that stuff. I mean, it's it's a very involved process, but I think at the end of the day, that's why we call this a passion project. And it's where we we love doing what we're, we are doing. We're very excited to see what the next year brings. And um, at the same time, it's also just, I mean, it's, it's important, I feel like, to, to be able to, to pause for a moment and look back at the 100 episodes. That was a ton of work. It was. A ton of talking. A ton of talking indeed. People have gotten an earful, that's for sure. So, a ton of joy. And some gasms. I don't know about that, Russ, but... Um, well, Steve, when you combine the two, a ton of joygasms. I'll just say a ton of fun. I would say a ton of joygasms. Yeah, okay, that too. Well, whatever. Don't shortchange it, Steve. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know... You bring up another point, Rose, because we had tossed around the idea. Is it a sharp point? Mm, dull. But oh. <laughs> we were tossing around the idea of, okay, we can just do the cheapo style. We can grab our cell phones and just do self-video and place our phones up there and see how good it is. But we held off. We did. We did hold off because we want to bring you quality. We don't, we don't just want to like throw something out there and be like, here's your video. We want to give you something that you look forward to seeing. And something that, you know, that's going to take a little bit of time. It is going to take a little bit of time. But I also think too, like this is having it be delayed is really not a bad thing. Just because it, when I look at how we weren't sure how we were going to do this when we first started. I think that this was a terrific opportunity for us to be able to 
get experience under our belt when it comes to doing these types of shows. And I think it would have been honestly overwhelming if we had done both at the same time. And so I think I'm, I'm actually thankful that we were able to start out in the podcast world first, where it's just audio based and then be able to move forward, gain that necessary experience. So by the time we go to video, the, the structure, the, the flow of how we do this is much more polished. Now we are going to be having format updates to the podcast itself. And that is going to be um, hopefully done in a way that that helps folks who are listening to be able to, like if they're looking to fast forward to a different segment or whatnot, um, this will help to, to, to break up some of the streaming consciousness. Because I know that, that we have a lot to say at times. Uh, but also too... Um, I think that it's just, it's moving forward into the future. I'm, I, I for one cannot wait. I really do look forward to having folks be able to actually see us do this because there's a whole lot you lovely listeners out there just are not seeing in terms of our expressions and us uh, acting like goofs. This is true. So do you have any concluding thoughts, Steve, about our 100th episode where we started versus where we are today. Yeah, I'm glad to be out of the closet. Uh, within our first year, Russ, we were in the closet. We graduated to the uh, folding table and folding chairs outside the closet. So absolutely baby steps. We got uh, a little bit better microphones, sound, uh, sound stuff. So, I mean, the first year was productive. First year we did graduate a little bit here, Russ. Not to mention, though, the technology that's coming out with the streaming, whatever. So we went from no streaming to streaming. We went from in the closet to in the room. We went from <laughs> sharing one microphone to actually having two decent microphones. So, uh, yeah, you know, the, the next year that's coming up. It's bright. It is. Indeed. I'm curious to see where we're going to be this time next year. And hopefully it'll be on a camera. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week for the 2018 Joygasm Gaming and Movie Awards. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it really helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com slash JoygasmTV. Last but not least, search JoygasmTV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.